University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Doctors recommend pacemakers for many reasons. Could a pacemaker help you better cope with a heart rhythm condition? My guest today is Dr. Mike Mangrum. He's board certified in internal medicine, cardiovascular disease, and cardiac electrophysiology at the UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mangrum. Tell us what is a pacemaker, because people don't always understand what this even is intended to do. Yes. Well, a a pacemaker is a small device that emits a low-energy electric pulse that prompts the heart to beat. Now, to fully understand what it does, you have to sort of step back and have a a better understanding of the heart's electrical system. So, and I'll I'll describe that briefly. The the heart has uh, four chambers uh, to it. It has the two upper chambers, which are called the atria, and the two bottom chambers are called the ventricle. The heartbeat actually starts in the upper chambers, the right atrium, uh, in an area called the sinus node. And the electrical pulse normally is emitted from that. It's conducted to the middle part of the heart, called the AV node, and then down to the ventricles. And um, so when that happens normally, you get a nice normal heartbeat. But uh, what a pacemaker does, an, an electrical pacemaker that we're speaking about, is it takes over those particular functions of the heart in which uh, the patients may have either a slow heart rate or or there's a problem with the conduction of their uh, electrical system. Okay, what a great explanation. That was fantastic. So people, and, and to think of the heart as an electrical pump really is a great way to think about it. So what types of conditions when someone has, because they hear all these terms thrown around atrial fibrillation and they hear all these things, when is a pacemaker generally indicated? Well, that's a great question. And how I would think about it is that a pacemaker is to treat slow heart rate. Uh, there are other devices that treat fast heart rates, but, but a pacemaker is used to treat slow heart rates. And when I talked about the different components of, um, of the heart's electrical system, uh, the pacemaker really is indicated for, for, three, for three reasons. The first reason is when the electrical impulse fails to trigger. It's called sinus node dysfunction. The second indication is when there is a problem with a conduction from the bottom to the uh, from the top to the bottom chambers of the heart, and that's called uh, AV node conduction problems or heart block. And then the third indication is actually there is an indication for congestive heart failure when there is, in addition to the congestive heart failure, some conduction problems below that AV node that we spoke about. So those are really the indications for a pacemaker. It's sinus node dysfunction, heart block, and in a subcategory of patients with congestive heart failure that have conduction problems. Okay, so if we're talking about heart block or congestive heart failure, which is more, you hear more and more about it. So Dr. Mangrum, the pacemaker, you insert these. How long do they last? Because somebody with congestive heart failure, they confuse that with heart attacks all the time but it's not. And how long does this last? Is this something that people live with for a very long time? Or do you have to change them or just the batteries? 
Yeah, so the the pacemaker, and I'll speak about um, what is what I would say is about 99% of the pacemakers. Uh, the pacemaker has two general components to it. Uh, there are the wires, are called leads, and then there is the uh, area. There is the uh, hard part of it, which is called the pulse generator. And the pulse generator is generally implanted underneath the skin, uh, below the collarbone. And in that pulse generator is the battery and the circuitry for, uh, for emitting the pulse. The, the battery lasts, on average, around seven to eight years. Now, there are some patients that may, it may last 10 or even 15 years. It depends a little bit on the usage of it. But, uh, but what would happen after that period of time is that that area would have to be opened back up underneath the skin and that pulse generator would be removed and a new one placed back in there. The wires or the leads should, uh, would be retained in, in, the, uh, in the heart, and it's just a matter of uh, replacing that pulse generator. Now, I, I, I said that that represents about 99% of the um, pacemakers. What I just wanted to mention is that there is a evolving a pacemaker called a leadless pacemaker. And, uh, and I think as time goes on, we will see more and more of these. But these are implanted uh, by way of a large vessel in the leg and actually inserted into the heart muscle itself, uh, and then everything is removed. So there's only a very small piece that is implanted inside of the heart that's, um, you know, that's about the size of a, uh, actually of a bullet. Uh, and, and that stays inside the heart, and in that it has all the circuitry uh, and battery and everything is in there. How cool is that? That is absolutely fascinating. So, Dr. Mangrum, let's bust up a few myths about pacemakers. People have always heard if they have a pacemaker, they can't use a microwave oven. They can't use, oh, cell phones. They might set off something at the airport. And and what about exercise in pacemakers? If it's meant to maintain the pace of the heart, what if your heart beats goes up because you're exercising? So answer some of those. Yeah. So... Most people with a pacemaker, in fact, with a pacemaker, you would live your normal life. Um, most pacemakers that are implanted now are even MRI conditional, meaning that you can have an MRI with your new pacemakers. The older pacemakers, uh, there may be some issues with that. But the new pacemakers now, most of them are what's called MRI conditional. Um, uh, you know, you don't need to worry about microwave ovens anymore. Um, we recommend for cell phone um, usage to use the opposite hand of where the pacemaker is implanted. Remember, I said the pacemaker is usually implanted underneath the collarbone, so you would use the other hand and try not to store the pacemaker uh, in your uh, sort of a breast pocket uh, where the pacemaker is. But um, and a common, a, another common uh, question is uh, going through airports, uh, what you would do is you would show the security there before the scan that you have a pacemaker. Uh, the body scans are okay for the pacemakers. The ones that are detecting uh, metal, uh, you would um, uh, you would tell the the security people that you have a pacemaker, and they will uh, search you manually. That's so cool. Now, it would seem that pacemakers, because they're helping that slow 
pumping of the blood and helping to maintain a good normal sinus rhythm, do they strengthen the heart, Dr. Mangrum? Do they help in someone maybe with congestive heart failure? Can they actually help to not necessarily reverse, but maybe help a little bit with the strengthening of some of those nodes? Yeah, yeah. If if, uh, you have conduction problems um, and congestive heart failure, then a special type of the pacemaker, it's called a biventricular pacemaker or a CRT, which stands for cardiac resynchronization therapy, it's a pacemaker that has three leads to it. Uh, A pacemaker can have one lead, two lead, or three leads. In this particular one, you would have three leads. And in about 70% of patients who have heart failure with this conduction problem, and this conduction problem is called bundle branch block, uh, about 70% of those patients will have a significant improvement in function, in, in their heart function, not only the heart function, but also in their function in terms of their being able to ambulate, walk around, uh, less shortness of breath, uh, and that sort of thing. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Mangrum, and it's such really great information and so beautifully put, why should patients come to UVA for treatment of their heart rhythm disorders and give your best advice for people that are suffering from these? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the University of Virginia uh, established the first heart rhythm center in the state of Virginia, and this was in 1981. And over the years... UVA has been at the forefront of technologies um, both with slow heart rates and fast heart rates, a very comprehensive group of physicians. We have seven adult uh, electrophysiologists, which are the doctors that really focus on the heart's electrical system, and one pediatric electrophysiologist. So I would say we have a lot of experience. We're speaking of pacemakers today. We put about 500 pacemakers in per year, for instance. So we have a large volume, we have a lot of experience, and we have access to some of the newer technologies like the leadless pacemakers that are coming out. So, um, so uh, you know, I think UVA, uh, for those of us who live in central Virginia, I think it's a, it's a great resource for us. And um, uh, who should consider a pacemaker? I think if you have slow heart rates and there's, um, and there's no reversible cause for those slow heart rates, then you may be a candidate for a pacemaker. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.